Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. I'm Steve Wiseman, the Duke beat writer for the Raleigh News and Observer, joined as always by the co-host Sheldon Williams. Sheldon, how are you this week? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I have a little bit of a slight uh, funny story. Okay. Um, I was traveling. Um, I was traveling uh, and I was getting on the plane and, you know, the the walk to get onto the plane. And you know, once you walk into the ramp, you walk down. Yeah. So we're walking down and they stop us. And I was going to Philly at the time and they stopped us right before we walked on the plane. I'm like, what's going on? Like, you know, we, we get ready to board. I'm trying to make, make my flight. And <laughs> four people come in from the side door. You know, like sometimes when the, if the plane is small, you put your, your luggage right there by the door, you walk on the plane and yeah. they take it underneath. So yeah. four, four people came in and I'm like, what kind of VIP service is this? Like, yeah, know, I want to know about this. Like, I don't have to worry about, you know, going into the, uh, the actual airport. And the terminal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> and uh, I was concentrated on trying to get the VIP service, not knowing that the person that was walking past me was Patty LaBelle. Oh, <laughs> wow. I was like, oh, well, okay. Well, I understand why she got the VIP service. <laughs> She's a different level of VIP. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was always like, Oh, I want that same service. Um, <laughs> But not knowing that that's Patty LaBelle. So I was like, all right, cool. All right. <laughs> that is cool, man. Yeah. A brush with with musical greatness. Right, right. <laughs> and Patty LaBelle had a brush with basketball greatness by being <laughs> there you go. The Jetway is you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Um, yeah, uh, uh it, it's been a it's been a fun week for Duke basketball. Uh we are taping this before the Oregon State game right. uh in the PK eighty. But uh so Duke's had two games this week that we're gonna talk talk about since the Kansas loss. They uh they they handled Delaware very easily uh, last Friday night at Cameron Indoor Stadium, and then on uh, Monday night beat Bellarmine uh, by 17 points. Which Bellarmine is a team that had beaten Louisville, that played Clemson to, within 10 points, so uh, a pretty good team there. So good good showing by the Blue Devils this week in those two games. Um, Sheldon, just what what were your thoughts on how they how they kind of recovered from from that Kansas uh, game and 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 played well those last two games? Yeah, so. What I was thinking if I was going against Duke um, after the Kansas game was to make them prove that they can shoot the ball consistently. And both teams played some zone throughout um, the game uh, with Delaware as well as our Bellarmine. And both times, you know, Duke has shot the ball, you know, well. Uh, obviously, they're at home, so it's going to be a little bit different. But the fact that they responded the way that they responded uh, after that Kansas game shooting the ball. I thought that was a, a very big step for us. You know, we had Granison who came off the bench both games, you know, shot the ball well for us um, at home. We had a game where Proctor, uh, he had a game where um, I think he had like uh, nine points in the first half, uh, which yeah. we haven't seen all year. You know, unfortunately, yeah. he didn't have a, a big second half. You know, I would like to see him do that for the whole 40 minutes of the game. But We've seen steps because we saw that in even in Kansas game where he had came out of the half at a halftime and made a big time, you know, a couple of shots and things like that. So we see it coming with Proctor, uh, with Lively, 
he just got it back into the inserted into the lineup after the uh, Kansas game. Right. Uh, so it's going to take him a little bit of time, you know, as it does with Biggs for some reason. I'm not quite exactly sure the reason on that, but the fact that you know he's in the lineup now and they doing things well for the defense end, as well as they starting to facilitate the ball through the Bigs and having them kind of catch the ball, look over their shoulder. It was one time lively through a cross court. Uh, pass, I believe it was to Grandison in the corner. Yes. Why I'm shooting the three. Uh, same way with uh, with Young, where they kind of give them the ball and they're kind of looking over the defense, kind of surveying, and then picking, popping, and we start shooting threes from that. So we're working our way from the inside out. So it was good to see that as well as our, our, our balls falling, falling down for us. Yeah, one thing about uh, uh, that skip pass you talk about Lively does, like he did that to Grandison one time, to Filipowski another time. It's really a big talent of his. It's it's something that uh, 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 I didn't know he I, you know he had. I mean, in his game, and he's very uh, for somebody who just started college basketball, he seems very progressed with it. So uh, at a, at a quick rate, so that that's a good sign for sure. Um, you know, against Bellarmine, that you talked about the outside shooting, uh, Duke attempted thirty five three pointers uh, and made fourteen of them. Those are both season highs in attempts and and makes. So that was a good sign. They shot really well from three, and that's why they won the game. Um, but it's because Bellerman's defense they kind of packed it in, and it was like, okay, we could either drive into that. Uh, you know, they they knew the drive and the kick for the three was going to be a big part of the game, and so it was. And that was Bellerman's choice. Like, okay, we're going to let them shoot three pointers. If they make them, they're going to beat us. If they don't, we got a chance. That's that's kind of what their 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 game plan was, and it worked out. Uh, Grandison had his best game. Uh, he was six out of nine overall. He four out of seven and three, and that's really the guy that we thought Duke was getting. Right, he was a forty one percent three point shooter the last two years, and a really good sign that he that he really came on and did really well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, that was a guy that all right. This is the guy that everybody and I didn't watch Illinois, you know, play that much uh, last year, but I was like, you no. Know, um, this is the guy that people were talking and hyping up and everything. So to see this, especially seeing it this early, I'm hoping that this is more of the case where we see it throughout the, the whole course of the season. But it was great to see, you know, him knocking down shots and flip, knocking down shot. Well, knocking down everything, you know, even Mark Mitchell, you know, he had uh, a couple of threes, you know, he kind yeah. of uh, a flat line shot a little bit with a left handed um, yeah. shot, but it rattled in a couple of times. I was like, all right, cool, cool. You know, you even got Jalen Blake, you know, hitting a couple of uh, jump shots there as well. So it was it was good to see kind of like um, almost like the past Duke teams when when one person kind of catches fire, it's almost like, you know, it just kind of, it's contagious. It kind of gets passed on and yes. everybody started feeling confident and everybody started hitting shots. Absolutely. I, I, I have to say, I talked to Grandison in the locker room after the game and you know, he he'd not, he had not shot well the first few games, right? He'd been uh, kind of in a slump from three point. And uh, he said, you know, this wasn't a great game, but, but, you know, somebody was going to have to pay on the back end for me missing all those shots at the beginning. Cause I'm a better shooter than that. So uh, I thought that was a good attitude. Good. Good. Yeah, attitude. Good, good. I like the confidence. <laughs> I do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, real quick here. We're going to take a break to, to remind everybody that, uh, the Believe in Duke podcast is sponsored by Bet Online. Uh, basketball's back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether it's NFL, NBA, NHL. 
MMA, tennis, boxing, uh, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure and use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, Sheldon, you mentioned um, uh, uh, Derek Lively and kind of what we've seen from him so far. Um, he's, uh, uh, again, the passing's been very good. Uh, the last game against Bellarmine, he only attempted two shots, only didn't have any shot attempts in the first half. He was the only guy on the team that played the first half that didn't attempt a shot. But so he's, he's, he's not all there, obviously, uh, as far as his game, but just from, from what you've seen so far, what, what do you like about his game? What, what do you see his potential is going forward to get, to get even better for Duke this year? Yeah, I mean, uh, with him coming back from injury and not really doing a lot for a course of, what, four or five weeks, um, it's more so about him getting his feel and getting back into the swing of things. I'm not sure how he was playing before he got his calf injury um, because I didn't really see that. But the fact that he was able to actually come into the starting lineup and kind of get his confidence, you know, John's kind of, you know, giving him that, that, that extra rope, you know, so to speak. And having him kind of go into the the actual um, Duke playing time while he's figuring out who he's going to be on this already early establishing team already. Because we see that Flip is now becoming the guy for us when we all thought, you know, Lively and Whitehead were going to be the, you know, the two top guys. But now we see Flip doing that. So now he's trying to figure out how he has to get into the rhythm of everything without actually trying to you know disrupt it. And I feel like, you know, what I'm seeing right now, he's doing a, a, a good job of just kind of rim running. He's doing a good job of just, you know, playing defense and blocking shots. He's doing a good job of just like not overly forcing things. I think that's the big part. Cause like when you're trying to feel like, and you feel like you're playing catch up, mm-hmm. a lot of times you actually force things and it makes things even worse. So I think he's letting the game come to him. A little bit, um, so to speak, um, but I'm not sure exactly what will happen for him to get more involved when the defense is in. I know he's going to be a good pick-and-roll guy, throw the ball over the top and have him do alley-oops and things like that. But I want to see him be a little bit more aggressive when he's actually had that chance to be in the low post. Yeah, and, and that's that's a great point because John Shire, I asked him about that after the game Monday night and, like, what's next for, for Lively? And he said, yeah, he's it, he's getting there. Next thing will be kind of being more aggressive going to the basket. Uh, right now, again, he's he's he's, uh, he's kind of a decoy, frankly. I mean, but he uh, Shire said he affects the game because when he gets the ball in the paint, everybody, you know, he's such a big guy that everybody kind of falls in on him, and that opens up, like we talk about those skip passes and stuff, you know, over top of the zone or whatever, to um, uh, to the shooters on the corner. So uh, it's working out so far, but eventually he's going to have to you know, develop his moves and, and, and do that. But I think it's probably good. It really is that, that he's, he's not be like, like you said, he's not forcing the game. It'd be very easy for him to come in trying to make up for lost time. Uh, you know, get a lot of offensive fouls, you know, kind of be a little out of control. He is a very controlled player for, for a young guy and uh, somebody at his size. So uh, we'll see that going forward as Duke you know, plays these, these upcoming games, but you're right. You, you also just mentioned, you know, Filipowski has become the man on the team and uh, it's funny because their lockers are right next to each other, and they've been friends for a while. I remember, we've talked about uh, how they came to Duke together, knowing they were going to play together, and they were, they'd be unselfish, and, and and each other's games would would play off each other, and it's really worked out well. And 
you know, Lively's thrilled that, that Flip is doing what he's doing and uh, and having such a great start. Um, he's a different type player than Lively, and uh, he's more, I guess, you know, he we haven't seen Lively try any three-pointers. I'm told that's in his game, and I guess he'll get there eventually, but Filipowski's doing it. And just, um, again, what what's your breakdown of his game thus far, what you've seen? Well, I didn't expect him to be this big of an impact this early. I think he kind of took everybody by surprise. Um, I wouldn't say by surprise. We knew how good he was. I mean, he's a top 10 recruiting and things like that. Uh, but, you know, compared to the number one and number two recruit at the time and everything, we thought, hey, this guy's just uh, – our third guy is going to be, you know, with the top two guys and everything. And now all of a sudden he's like the top, you know, the top guy right now. So for our freshman team, freshman class. But to watch him – evolved from the first game, even in the Kansas, Kansas game, when he was being, you know, that inside presence for us where it was a very physical game and the referees letting a lot of things go. And we saw that he was getting rebounds. He was muscling and, you know, um, just kind of throwing his body around against Kansas bigs and finishing on the, 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 the basket. But also he has the the soft touch to be able to go outside and shoot from three comfortably. And the fact that he's able to do back and forth and back and forth, and he's, he's hard to guard. Cause like, uh, like you said earlier, how, you know, kind of pick your poison with the team where Delaware and uh, Bellarmine, they was like, Oh, we're going to try to cut this off. And if they beat us shooting wise, they're going to be a shooting wise, but we're going to at least try to do this. And with flip, all right, he can put the ball on the floor. He can get the rebound and go, uh, he can sit here and uh, post up. He can sit here and uh, trail and shoot the three. I mean, he's a guy that has a lot of different things in his game, and he does things at, at the moment right now, everything pretty well. Yeah. So I don't see I don't see uh, him falling off with that because he has different ways of getting involved in the basket and in the, in the offense and staying involved in the offense as well. Yeah, and defenses haven't been able to to kind of muscle him out of there. Like you mentioned earlier, that he's, he's able to go inside and, and bang, get the rebounds. And um, he hasn't really been, you know, sometimes the defense can, can kind of intimidate you and make you a little unsteady. And he is not that at all. We've seen all, all five games so far, you know, Duke's four and one, and he's, he's been up there scoring, you know, big time average, like 18 points a game. And uh, it's just been, it's been a great thing. Um, another freshman we'll talk about real quick, Derek Whitehead, Derek Whitehead. Let me say his name correct. Derek, right. Is Derek Lively and Derek Whitehead. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> two injured guys, but Derek and Derek. Um, right. Derek is finally uh, able to play. He started uh, playing against Del Delaware and played a little bit more against Bellarmine. His, you know, he's not uh, performing well right now. Obviously, his stats are, uh, uh, he's not, uh, you know, I got it right here. He's four out of 15 from the field, 0 for 5 from 3. Um, you know, so he's not obviously there yet. Uh, he's only played 25 minutes over the two games. But, uh, what I like about him is uh, of the freshman, he's the one that looks the sturdiest and kind of reminds me a little bit of Keels and Ben Carroll last year that kind of came in physically developed. He is a, he's a stout guy and um, I know his game's going to come, but uh, he, he should, he can help out with, with ball handling. And eventually I think with shooting, uh, he's really going to be the wing that, that kind of Duke needs to kind of complete this team. I think. Yeah, uh, I want to say um, that's another guy that probably feels like he got to play catch up. You know, he's met so much and uh, seen the rest of his team and classmates that involved, you know, over the short, early part of the year. Like you said, him being four for 15. 
I think that he's going to be another guy that is going to try to do a lot to try to, you know, catch back up. But I'm hoping that, you know, one of the coaching staffs and everything, like, you know, kind of bring him along slowly and everything. And, but hey, we know that you actually been, you know, pretty much out of the loop and everything, but, you know, take these baby steps and everything. You know, obviously played a lot more, I believe it was uh, against Delaware, especially towards the end of the game and everything, where he showed that uh, he was able to, you know, bring the ball to the court and, you know, facilitate the offense like that. He even had, um, I think, top of the three, I think his foot was on the line, um, you know, step back shot, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, so you can see a little bit of, you know, the words about it. It's small, simple size. It's a small, sample size, but it's something that we got to keep an eye on because he's going to be an added value to this team. It's just that he needs to take his step and his course to get back into the swing of everything that's been going on with uh, the rest of the team as well. And it's, we, we have to remind everybody that, that you know, while Lively uh, hurt his calf in October and was just a few weeks, uh, Whitehead broke his foot in August. And so he's been down for a long time. He's had a long road back. Uh, and they wanted to make sure that foot was 100% healthy before he went forward. He probably could have played a couple of weeks before. Uh, if they really wanted to push it, but there was no need for that with his with his NBA future and everything. So uh, he does have a lot of catching up too. It's probably going to take him, you know, another month or so maybe before we maybe even get in the starting lineup because he's just got a lot a lot to go. But but you know, and he may take some minutes from Mark Mitchell. I think eventually he'll probably start instead of Mitchell. Um, uh, but and that's not a knock on Mark. I mean, he's he's going to be a contributor to this team for sure. But. Uh, Whitehead handles the ball a little better than Mitchell. I think he, like you said, he can bring the ball up the court. That's not really something Mitchell can do. So that would give Duke, you know, if they have Proctor Roach and, and Whitehead on the court together with Filipowski and Lively, let's say uh, three really good, strong ball handlers, uh, two perimeter scorers, you know, uh, 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 so that would be a great lineup for them to to use going forward. Um, And speaking of, uh, of ball handlers, the turnovers have been under control the last few games. <laughs> I think we came out of the yeah. Kansas game. 18 yes. <laughs> turnovers against Kansas, right? Right, right. Uh, and then, like, like you said uh, earlier, before we uh, started this, you know, the last two games were 18 combined. combined. When we had 18 against Kansas, which was right. which is crazy in itself, one, and still had a chance to win the game. That's that's the, the, the big thing right there. So yes. um, even with all of our mishaps and everything, shooting ourselves in the foot and everything, we also had a chance to win that game and should have probably won that game. Um, unfortunately, you know, it didn't happen, you know, with Grady hitting a couple shots and going to run down the stretch. Yeah. But that's Kansas. So we moved past that. Um, <laughs> but the fact that uh, we're taking, the, the, you know, taking care of the ball a lot more and a lot better now is it's a good sign for us because one, we adding another ball handler to our mix with you no know, live, I mean, uh, with uh, Whitehead mm-hmm. and then keeping uh, Roach and um, Proctor you know, holding them more accountable about what they're doing throughout the uh, the game, you know, taking every possession seriously. So we're not taking, you know, any loose actions where we just gambling a lot and turned up all over because every possession means something, especially in a tight game. We saw that firsthand, you know, with Kansas. And we're going to see that uh, coming up here. Uh, again, we're taping this before the Oregon State game, but, you know, the, the second game in the uh, – in the PK uh, legacy out in Portland, uh, Duke's going to play either Xavier or Florida. And then, you know, the third round, you've got a possibility of Gonzaga or Purdue or West Virginia. After that, Duke comes home for the big 10 ACC challenge and plays Ohio state. 
uh, a team that just uh, just rolled uh, Cincinnati in down in Maui earlier this week. So I think they're four and one uh, coming in, into the last game of the Maui. So again, pretty good team by Ohio State. The next weekend, Duke opens ACC play at home against Boston College, which isn't a great ACC team, but it's an ACC game. Followed that up with they go to uh, back to New York to play Iowa in the Jimmy V Classic. Iowa just entered the top twenty-five rankings this week at number twenty-five. So this stretch of games uh, between you know, now and the first week of uh, before finals, really, the first week of December, is really going to test Duke. Uh, and you mentioned, you know. Turnovers hurt them against Kansas. That's really why they lost the game, frankly. Uh, and uh, they've picked it up and fixed that the last two games. That's going to have to be a spot on deal if they're going to play well in these this stretch of games coming up. The, the turnovers have to be under control. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. I think that's going to be a um, something we have to take care of throughout the whole season. Uh, I think we're a team that we need to eliminate, eliminate as much as we can um, because we don't have one of these big veteran teams, you know, that knows how to take over different, you know, different stretches during the game. You know, like, you know, uh, having a, a person like Roach, if we had a few more people like that on our team, I think that we would be able to get away with a little bit more. But since we have such a young team, we have to actually make sure that we are taking precious <laughs> care of you know, the ball, you know, throughout the whole season and every game and everything. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, more of this growth of this team, uh, especially now we're adding another ball handler on the team. I would like to see more so with Proctor continue taking strides because we see, you know, spurts of, you know, this guy and everything. I want to make sure that, you know, he's able to be what everybody keeps saying he was, you know, coming over early and things like that and everything. So, but it's going to be, it's, it's exciting because, you know, we have young guys that are playing really well for us and we haven't had our full team. So we haven't been full strength. So it's still exciting because we don't know exactly the whole full potential of this team. But once we actually get, you know, lively and whitehead confident into what we're doing, it's going to be exciting to see what we can actually do leading into hopefully uh, uh, ACC play, you know, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. Right. And, and yeah, this stretch of games, it's very possible. Duke may take a couple losses during this. I mean, cause they're not, they're not a hundred percent again, uh, live not all the way there. Whitehead's farther, farther away from being there. Uh, so it's kind of a learning deal, you know, I mean, if they, uh, if they need to be challenged to, to show where they need to grow and that's why like they took a lot from the Kansas game, I think. And again, we've, we mentioned this before, this isn't college football. You can take a loss in November and December and it's not going to, not going to kill you uh, going down the stretch. So, um, yeah, I think that by the time Duke opens, well, they open against Boston College ACC play, but for good, they play Wake on December 20th. They play uh, Florida State uh, December 31st. That's when you get into ACC play, like full speed, you're done with non-conference play. And I think by then, uh, this stretch of game here is going to tell, tell us a lot about you know, where this team is and where they need to grow. And then uh, they'll be ready. They'll be a different team by the time they play Wake on the 20th. I'm fairly confident that'll be the case because those guys will be, uh, it'll be a little more closer to full speed for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's the plan. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, but uh, you know, with the, a couple of good games, a good, you know, um, competitive games coming up until uh, leading to uh, a C play, I think that'll be the case, but uh, it's, it's going to be another great test for our team. You know, we flying six hours out to uh, Portland and then um, 
playing against, you know, another what uh potentially uh Gonzaga meet up with, it's chip, off, yeah opposite yeah yep. so potentially meet up with Gonzaga yeah. in a championship game of that if we take care of business and they take care of business and um another you know top 10 team that we actually you know be playing against and got another second measuring stick that we're going to be doing this early before we get our payback we know against uh, Ohio State for what right. they did to us last year so <laughs> but yeah it's going to be interesting to see how uh, we respond um through this course because the way coach K always always do it was like everything was not a long season it was like you no know, many seasons throughout the season and if you look at it like that where you know winning tournaments pretty much like you no know, however he broke up the season however you know LA because it was different every year you looking at it like that versus like oh my god we still in November or you know we still in you know December that, that type thing so uh if we look at it like that where we kind of go from you know Kansas to uh the pk uh 80 uh you look at it like that where we see our measuring stick from kansas to hopefully you know winning the pk uh 80 uh, against gonzaga and then move on to that too now the start of the acc you know big 10 big 10 uh acc challenge and then um acc play yeah, and then Iowa, that little stretch there. You're right. That's oh, like in a, Iowa, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, after BC. So yeah, that'll be within a week after the get home from Portland and the in the Phil Knight tournament. Uh it's Ohio State, uh, then the weekend against BC and then the following Tuesday against Iowa. So that'll be another little three game uh, little little stretch there that they're gonna have to play well. And then then after that, I think it's, you know, they have a game with Maryland Eastern Shore, a couple of games like that before they get back into to ACC play for sure. So um, one thing real quick, we'd be remiss we didn't mention how how well Duke is playing defensively. Really, right now, one one of the better defensive teams in the country. Teams are having trouble. Uh, you know, Bellerman uh, is a team that likes to run the shot clock down, a lot of passing, and everything. Uh, and Duke really, uh, uh, for the first part of that game, really suffocated them and and kind of to, to get that lead out to double digits, and pretty much kept it there. Got down to eight at halftime, but then Duke ended up winning by seventeen. Uh, but we've seen that consistently throughout this season that the, the defense has really been strong. And I know that's something that's near and dear to your heart as a former national defensive player of the year. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I, I love to see it, I mean, especially with the, the defense. And I mean, that's the first thing I look at anyway. Uh, the fact that we actually have a chance to be a really good defensive team uh, with, you know, with Blakes and Roach out there on the court, um, lively being able to, you know, block shots and things like that. The bigs not, at the point I want them to be with the rim protection, but again, they're young, you know, so it's still, uh, you know, some time to learn and things like that. So um, I think that uh, being a six foot 10 and seven foot one, that's automatic, you know, rim protection, no matter what, you know, <laughs> especially, you know, with both guys being uh, athletic. So, yeah. you know, uh, I want to see more block shots and things like that, but you know, that, that's me being picky because, you know, that's what I played, you know, my, <laughs> and they like that. So that's what I did. So that's just me, but, <laughs> uh, but, you know, with Mark Mitchell, you know, what he does uh, out there on the one through four, pretty much uh, positions that he guards, you know, yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to see what uh, Whitehead brings on the defense end as well. Right. Uh, so that's, that's really a, and, and, and Shire talked about it all through the offseason whenever we talked to him was, you know, defense was going to be the foundation for this team and they're going to build from there. And uh, that's a pretty good place to start. So far, it's been good. Uh, and uh, again, this next stretch will test that even further than the first five games. You know, Kansas was the only power five team they played. And now, uh, you know, Duke's playing again, Oregon State, then either Xavier or Florida. 
probably going to have you know, Gonzaga or Purdue or, or somebody in that last game. And then Ohio State, D.C. These are all Power 5 teams. What I'm trying to even, you know, Xavier's in the Big East. So uh, that's all Power 5 conference teams, Power 6 in basketball, I guess. So um, that's that's going to be a good test for Duke. And we'll see how they do. Um, that's it for this week's edition. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate all our subscribers, all our regular listeners. We love you. Uh, love that you come back every week. That we hope you deliver what you, what you like. Um, next week, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll be breaking down the uh, the PK tournament and uh, the Ohio State game. So we'll have a lot to talk about in the next week's edition. Sheldon, have a great uh, uh, great weekend, Thanksgiving weekend. Hope you get a lot of time with your family. Appreciate it. Uh, it's been a good episode. Uh, uh, let's let's do it again next week. Yep, yep. So uh, enjoy uh, your flight out there, um, you know, to the PK tournament. You know, uh, I'm a little bit jealous that you're actually going. Uh, not <laughs> jealous of the six-hour flight, but I'm jealous right. that you actually be there. So if you wake up, you know, teleport, I would do that. <laughs> but enjoy uh, your Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, you have a, a good time, you know, out there in Portland and everything. That's rain. You know, every time I go out there, it's rain. So it's going to rain. Yes. <laughs> I looked at the weather. <laughs> anyway. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. There you go. So <laughs> but hopefully, uh, you know, it makes it worthwhile. So <laughs> very good. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll uh, join us this week and we'll come back next week for another episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.